Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. American needs individuals who not only recognize that righteousness exalts the nation, but sins are reproached to any people. Hello and welcome to Oh God, Ramian, the show that's the greatest disappointment in American radio. <laughs> this is your host, Brom French. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at 210-854-8029. If you want to reach me by email, you can reach me at bf at bromfrench.com. That is the letter B, the letter F, the at sign, Brom French, B-R-A-H-M-F-R-E-N-C-H dot com. It is great, fantastic to be back with you. Oh, by the way, I did get a word from our uh, illustrious listener who uh, cannot publicly say that he listens because it's secretive with the government and whatnot. Our uh, non-transvestite NSA operative got back to me through uh, several different sources. You know, he, he can't, kind of like a maze, got uh, secret spies and whatnot, got the word to me that he is still listening, so be on your best behavior. <laughs> so anyway, I decided, I think today would be a great day to go through some odd news. It's been uh, about a week, maybe thereabouts, since we looked at some odd news, and there is some crazy stuff out there that I found. You know, the other day we talked about the woman that uh, sued her nephew and uh, come to find out, you know, it, was, it wasn't that she really wanted to sue him, but she was trying to get her hands on the money for the medical bills because the insurance wasn't willing to pay. And yeah, 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 I just still can't get past suing an eight-year-old. Uh, or 12 year old for what he did when he was eight. So, <laughs> so let's move on to some other really crazy odd news. Police officer Michael Flegg, 31, of Anne uh, Audrell County, left the department for unspecified reasons. This is according to Reuters. He left it on September the 25th. <laughs> now, why? Because his roommate was a female was being attacked by another man. So what is the thing that, and it looked like it was going to be a sexual attack, a sexual rape. So how are you going to defend? How are you going to keep off a predator from a female? Well, this officer off duty, he found the right way to do it. What'd he do? Oh, what anybody would do. You know, I think, um, now, granted, if, if you got kids that are listening to this, I'm going to count to three, and uh, you might want to pause it um, or mute it or uh, stick an earpiece in your ear until I get to that. Are you ready? I'm about to count to three. One, two, three. Okay, so this is what he did. Just like anybody else, if you're going to keep a predator off of somebody else, what would any normal man do? He bit the predator's testicles. <laughs> I cannot make this up. This You can find this in Yahoo Odd News. You can find it in Reuters. Uh, true story. <laughs> now, crazy, the police officer is no longer with the force. Um, and, and that really makes the whole thing, may the force be with you. Um, 
I don't know if I'm for that or not. <laughs> okay, you can let your kids come back on. And uh, we're going to get back to some other odd news. Palm Beach, Florida. This is AP. They report that authorities say a man and woman <laughs> go into a jewelry place, go into a gallery and steal $6,000 worth of jewelry. They've gone into this gallery and they loot the joint. They steal $6,000 worth of jewelry, which is like crazy. Um, but they did something else that, that really makes them stand out. What they do? Well, they were nice enough that they stopped by and signed the guest book. <laughs> and on top of that, not only did they sign the guest book, they left the woman's telephone number in the guest book. <laughs> this stuff is too... Uh, you can't make this stuff up, stuff up folks. Uh, what a crazy, crazy messed up world we live in. It's <laughs> now here is another uh, interesting, very interesting story. Another AP story. Ryder University suspends its entire men's cross country team from a meet that they're going to do because the school concluded that the runners were planning a naked run that amounted to, according to the school, to hazing. Well, let me just say um, for all of you students that will not get to now run or you've been suspended, it could have been worse. It really honestly could have been worse for you. What do you mean, Brom? Well, you could have been arrested, but that's not really the worst. What do I mean? You could have been stopped by a police officer with sharp teeth. <laughs> Let me take a break, and uh, when I come back, we will uh, we'll see where we go from there. Hold on just a second. listening to of God and men, you lucky, lucky people, you. <laughs> and this is your host, Brom French. Uh, this podcast has just been a lifesaver to me. I have thoroughly enjoyed it and loved it. And uh, one of the really cool things is we are now on, we've been on Podomatic.com for quite a while, and uh, we are still we're hanging right around by the end of the week. Of course, our numbers tank during the weekend. But during the week, by the end of the week, we are number seven in our category. And for the last two or three weeks, we have been in the top thousand, which uh, 
let you know what that rankings is close to. Uh, generally, the, the one time I did not post for about a month, month and a half, I had the computer somewhere else. Our numbers were 17,000. So, <laughs> so we are slowly making our way back up to the top. And uh, we're not going to be satisfied until we are there. And, uh, of course, with us, you know, this podcast, our mentality has always generally been, how low can you go? <laughs> and you can't take much more than us. So, uh, but the podcast is getting, opening up some other new avenues. We are uh, now on iTunes. So not only podomatic.com, but you can also find us on iTunes uh, through sermons.net. So uh, if you're looking for us, that's how you can get to us. Check us out. Um, if you know somebody that you think would be great for us to offend, send them our way because it comes naturally. And uh, some people just don't have to try to offend people. And I think I have that gift. <laughs> oh, what's that sound? No, no, no. I am getting sick of going through the Quran Ever. Um, what a messed up, uh, well, Lord, help me uh, not go back to the old man. <laughs> what a messed up doctrine. We are in the cow. That's the second chapter. We are on the 26th verse. I don't think we'll get very far. It's enough. We've got to look at any of it. This is what it says. Verily, Allah is not ashamed to set forth a parable even of a mosquito, or so much more when it is bigger or less when it is smaller than it. And as for those who believe, they know that it is the truth from their Lord. But as for those who disbelieve, they say, what did Allah intend by this parable? By it he misleads many, and many he guides thereby. And he misleads thereby only those who are the rebellious, disobedient to Allah. Those who break Allah's covenant after ratifying it and sever what Allah has ordered to be joined as regards Allah's religion of Islamic monotheism and to practice its legal laws on the earth and also as regards to keeping good relations with kith and kin and do mischief on earth, it is they who are the losers." Now, that's kind of a mouthful, but we're going to break it down. And uh, we remember, any good Muslim is an Islamic. They are an extremist. If they are a good Muslim, they are an extremist. And what does the extremist believe? We're going to check it out. Allah, verse 26, Allah is not ashamed to set forth a parable, even of a mosquito, whether it be bigger or smaller, or whatever. And as for those who believe, they know that it's the truth from their Lord. So again, now we've got to we've got to recognize: is it their Lord? Is it Lord of all, or it's their Lord? Okay. Now, is their Lord our Lord? Is Chrislam a legitimate religion? But as for those who disbelieve, they say, "What did Allah intend by this parable?" So they're saying they're they're now presenting the Korah, or excuse me, the Quran is now presenting a thought saying what did the people are asking what did Allah intend by this parable by it he misleads many misleads many nowhere nowhere in scripture do you see where God 
Jehovah in the Old Testament, Jesus in the New Testament, ever intentionally went out of his way to mislead them. He would speak to them in parables to break it down so that they would understand, and yet they still would not be able to comprehend. But he never went out of his way to mislead them. As a matter of fact, the Lord wanted to get rid of Ahab at one point, and he said, how can I get rid of Ahab? But other spirits came to him and said, send me. One spirit said, came to him and said, send me. And the Lord said, well, what are you going to do? And he said, I will be a lie in the mouth of his false prophets, and I'll cause him to go to war and kill him. So God, even in that state, did not mislead. And in the parables that Jesus would give, many people wouldn't understand them. But his sole intent was not to mislead those. And the Bible says, by it, by, by it, Allah, the Bible, the Quran, says, by it, he misleads many, and many he guides thereby. So some people aren't going to believe, some people are going to believe. Thereby, only those who are the rebellious and disobedient to Allah. Now, we start getting to where the crux of the issue, a part of the situation that we are facing in places of this nation today and all over the world. Those who break Allah's covenant after ratifying it and sever what Allah has ordered to be joined as regards Allah's religion of Islamic monotheism and to practice its legal laws on the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, whether or not you recognize it, this is nothing more than talking about Sharia law. That's right, folks. It's right there. It, it doesn't say the word yet, but Sharia law is not, uh, you know, some people, well, it's their area. They can do whatever they want, you know, so we'll have Sharia law maybe in a, a suburb of Dallas or maybe in Oklahoma somewhere. We'll let them have a little Sharia law because after all, you know, it's freedom of religion. No, it's not. That is not freedom of religion. Go be Christian there. Go be Buddhist there. Go be Hindu there. There is no mistake. There is no coincidence that America was the land of freedom and freedom of religion. Why? Because it was founded by Christians. And Christians were willing to say, even if you don't agree with me, you're welcome. Muslims do not agree with this. They do not say it. But they will use our laws to twist them against us. They will use our laws and deceive us to giving away our rights. So let's go and look at it closer. Those who break Allah's covenant after ratifying it. So now you've already ratified the covenant with your heart, I'm assuming, in your mind. And sever what Allah has ordered to be joined. So now they have cut, they have severed the ties. As regards Allah's religion of Islamic monotheism and to practice its legal laws on the earth, and also as regards to keeping good relations with kith and kin. What do they do? These people do mischief on earth. It is they who are the losers. Who are the losers? The ones that don't keep the law. This is the furthest thing from grace that you can get. You can't get any further from grace than the Quran. Jesus in the New Testament, Jehovah in the Old Testament, you find God's grace over and over again. Going all the way back, look, look at Adam and Eve. 
Adam sinned, but he still found grace because the Lord would offer a sacrifice and clothe him. Cain would sin, but he would still find grace because God would put a mark on him that nobody could touch him. Noah sinned, but he still found grace in the sight of God and built an ark and saved humanity. Oh, goodness. Allah's religion of Islamic monotheism in regards to Allah's religion. So if you've broke it, if you've severed what was joined, if you are no longer Muslim, if uh, you sever what somebody else was, and to practice its legal laws on the earth, practice its legal laws, this is not consistent with our national American ideals. We are not a government of religion. Therefore, we should say that Allah's laws are not welcome in America. On the earth, and also as regarding keeping good relations with kith and kin, what do they do? They do mischief on earth. It is they who are the losers. So if you are not Muslim, now remember at one point, a few last week I think it was we saw, that if you're Christian or Jewish, you're successful. You're good. You're doing good. But here it turns right around and it says something totally different. Totally opposite. It's a doctrine of devils. Let me take a break. And when I come back, we'll go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. Hold on just a second. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. America needs individuals who not only recognize that righteousness exalted the nation, but sins are reproached to any people. And we are back. And we're about to go through the Bible in a trillion years. We are in Genesis, Genesis chapter 37. We're going to go from verse number 19. We are going to do our best to go all the way to verse number 29, which is quite a bit of reading, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get it all in. Genesis 37, verse number 19, the Bible says this, They said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him, and cast him into some pit. And we will say, Some evil beast hath devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. And Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands, and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness. Lay no hand upon him, that he might rid him out of their hands, to deliver him to his father again. And it came to pass, when Joseph was coming to his brethren, that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. They took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. They sat down to eat bread, and they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and mirth, going to carry it down to Egypt. And Joseph, excuse me, and, jo and Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him. For he is our brother and our flesh, and his brethren were content. Then there passed by Midianites, 
merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph into Egypt. And Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. This is an amazing parallel with Jesus. It is just, it's phenomenal. Types and shadows of what is going to come. Now, remember, Joseph is ever loved of his father. He is born with a purpose. He has wandered in the wilderness. His father sent him out to find his brethren. And uh, he's now lost, and somebody gives him direction, tells him where to go. So now he is going to where his brothers are. They see him. Now, he's a dreamer. They hate his dreams. They want to kill his dreams. And uh, not only do they want to kill his dreams, many of them want to kill him. Verse 19 said, And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him. There is always, if you have a dream, if you have a purpose, there is always going to be somebody that's going to want to kill your dream, that's going to want to destroy and ruin your purpose. First of all, let me say, those of you that that's your goal to kill the dream, let me make sure you understand, don't kill the dreamer. First of all, you can't kill the dreamer. And if you are the dreamer and you die, or your dream dies, your dream wasn't very strong. I have failed. There are many things about me that say I should not have the dream that I have. My whole life, I dreamed of being a preacher. I have lived it. I, I, I ate it. I slept it. it. It was everything. Many obstacles, many things saying that I should not be it. Don't kill the dreamer. <laughs> don't give up on the dreams God has given you and don't allow somebody else to kill your dream. So they say, come now, therefore, let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say some beast, some evil beast hath devoured him. We shall see what become, what will become of his dreams. Now listen to this. Their whole objective was to quiet his dream. But they did not recognize that in their attempt to quiet his dream, what they are doing is bringing his dream to pass. It is what they do here in selling him, throwing him in the pit and selling him that will elevate him later on and he'll be used by God for the deliverance of his family. It is this very moment that brings his dream to pass. <laughs> so the dream killer can't kill your dream. He can only facilitate it. He's only going to help it happen. You're going to have moments where you're going to regret it. You're going to have moments where you wish it didn't happen. But recognize the one trying to kill your dream is doing nothing but facilitating and helping hasten the arrival of your dream. Reuben has heard of it, verse 21, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. So Reuben hears him talking and Reuben, the oldest brother, finally, now this is the same guy that slept with his uh, dad's concubine. So Reuben's got to get a horrible curse later on. But here Reuben shows that he is human, that he may have frailties, but he's still human and he has a heart. Reuben hears it and he saves Joseph out of their hands and says, let us not kill him. Reuben said unto them, verse 22, shed no blood, 
but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness. Lay no hand upon him. So don't do him harm. Don't hurt him. Let's throw him into this pit and uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll do something later. But the Bible says towards the end of verse 22 that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. So Reuben's got this idea. Reuben has the idea. Now, this is crazy. This is, this is absurd. The brothers that wanted to throw him into the pit, the same brothers that wanted to do that. Now, Reuben wants to deliver him out of the pit and bring him back to his father, which is great. It's lofty. It's noble. The problem is that Joseph's dream would have never happened if Reuben was successful. <laughs> Think about this. The only reason Joseph's dream came to pass was because Reuben wasn't able to get back there and save him. Here Reuben is wanting to help him, but the help would have been a bigger hindrance. The help would have been the detriment to the dream. Some people that want to help you may not be able to offer the kind of help that you really need for your dream to happen, for your dream to become reality. It came to pass, verse 23, it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him, just as they would strip Jesus of his robe. Anybody remember? They, they cast lots. Jesus, a type and shadow, through Joseph. And they took him, cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. They cast him into a pit. Now he's thirsty. And there's nothing in the pit. And he is by himself. Now you check out some cool, cruel brothers, mean brothers. I'm a brother, and I can see this happening to me. I could probably see this happening to Lenny by me. <laughs> they sat down to eat bread. They are ticked at this guy. They're going to sit down and eat bread. Now recognize I, when I said that about me and Lenny, uh, and my other siblings, that would have been many years ago, not today. They sat down to eat bread. They lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels, their spices, and balm, and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. Huh. And so what is Joseph done? Joseph is sold to the Ishmaelites, to the stranger, and he suffers at the hands of strangers just as Jesus would suffer at the hands of the Roman authorities. He's stripped of his coat, just as Jesus would be stripped of his robe. He's sold to the Ishmaelites. We're going to get to that in just a second, just as Jesus is sold. But more importantly, he's sold to the strangers, at least for where we are right now. Verse 26 said, Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let, no, let not our hand be upon him. For he is our brother and our flesh, and our brethren were content, and his brethren were content. So Judah has a heart as well. Judah actually does help. Reuben, wanting to deliver him back to his father, was against, not knowingly, but was contrary, even though it was the easier path to take, the right path, seemingly, it was the wrong path for the dream. Judah says, let's sell him to the Ishmael so we don't kill him because he's actually our sibling. 
And this is, it seems harsher, it seems meaner, but it is the right path for the dream to come. Sometimes in your dream, there are going to be rough roads. Sometimes the ones that you thought were going to do you the best are going to do you the worst. Sometimes even while they're trying to do you the best. So let's continue. And he says, hey, he's our brother. Let's not do it. And uh, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let's not have his blood on our hands. Let's not hurt him. Verse 28. Then there passed by Midianites, merchantmen. They drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. Just as Jesus would be sold to the Jewish rulers, for just a few pieces of silver, so is Joseph sold for a few pieces of silver. And he is brought, they brought Joseph into Egypt. They bring him into the hands of strangers. And Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, in the pit and he rent his clothes. So Reuben has gone back. Now, he is not there, obviously, when they sell Joseph. He's nowhere around. He has shown up, and he is now looking in the pit because he's going to deliver. He's got it in his mind. He's going to deliver Joseph. But if he delivers Joseph, Joseph's dream will not come to pass, and Joseph will not be able to deliver them. It's like trying to deliver Jesus. (laughs) if you would have delivered Jesus from the Roman authorities, if you would have delivered him from the Jewish rulers, where would you and I be? He couldn't be delivered because if he was delivered, that would mean we couldn't be delivered. There's going to come the time where they're going to need to be delivered. And so then Joseph could not be delivered just as you and I The Lord looked through time and saw our need for deliverance. And so nobody could deliver him. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you later.